it's it's a, a new model nobody uh, else tried it in, in austria before so there will be some challenges but what i have seen in the last months in the last 12 months um i think there is much more potential uh than problems for a company through a change uh like with it welcome to another episode of the work life hub podcast Each week, we bring you an inspiring guest to help you discover the new world of work and learn how your organization can reach its full potential. Thank you for tuning in and spending some time with us today. To find out more about the Work Life Hub, please go to www.worklifehub.com. Welcome to the listeners of the Work Life Hub podcast. This is your host, Agnes Uheretsky. And today, I have a special guest joining me from Austria, And it's Klaus Hochreiter. Good morning, Klaus. Hello, Agnes. Thanks for the invitation. Well, I'm really happy that uh, you accepted this invitation. Uh, we met with Klaus at an event in Brussels a while back. It was a conference organized by Eurofound, which is the European Agency for Living and Working Conditions. And they organized an event around taking work-life balance to the next level. And Klaus was one of the panelists, so I immediately grabbed this opportunity to invite him on the podcast because he has a very, very exciting story to tell about how he manages his company. So as a short introduction, Klaus, you are the owner and co-founder of eMagnetics, which is an online marketing mm -hmm. company that was set up in 2008, so 10th anniversary. Yes. <laughs> and you have 25 employees in three different locations in uh, Austria. And mm -hmm. what, uh, what brought media attention to your company and to your management style, because in, some, uh, in a newspaper in Salzburg, you were called the best boss in the world, <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, you have introduced a new working time model at eMagnetics. And that's what we're going to be discussing um, in, in this podcast. So before we go to that, may I ask you, Klaus, to tell listeners uh, about yourself, about your career, um, and what gets you up in the morning? Okay. Uh, thanks for, for this introduction. You, you said a lot of details to our company. Um, as you said, we were founded in 2008. Uh, before I was studying information systems and I started as a, a self-employed person even in, in 2005. Um, and at our company, we are doing online marketing. So our goal is to bring visitors or customers at the websites or online channels of uh, our clients, uh, which we have in, in certain countries and we have about 250 clients. Um, yes, and this, as you said, um, what is bringing me up in the morning? Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, and this is a good question, not only for me, only for our um, employees. So we changed our philosophy and we especially changed our job conditions. Uh, our vision or our mission uh, is to offer the best job conditions uh, in the market for our employees. So this, the main point or the main change was our uh, time model. We reduced in two steps our working uh, hours per week from nearly 40 hours per week to 
35 and in the second step to now 30 hours per week. And very important, we stayed at full salary, at full pay, uh, which is unique in Austria and even partially in, in Europe. There are only some other examples I know. So, and this is one thing that uh, wakes me up in the morning or keeps me up to go to work. And this is our vision. We And this is all, also a vision for our, our employees. Um, I made the experience or I think today um, to give a goal and we say we have to, to increase our profit 10%. That's no vision, that's no goal. And for this, even for me, I don't wake up in the morning <laughs> and uh, also our employees won't wake up in the morning. We have to um, make a greater picture for everyone at our company uh, so everyone knows for what we are working and what we are doing. And our main vision is to really offer the best job conditions. Now, one of the um, philosophies that we have at the Work-Life Hub and that we're really advocating for is that it's really in the best interest of both employees and the company if employees can bring their whole selves to work, if they don't have to become robots or machines and, and put on a totally new um, persona once they walk through the office door. And it's very interesting to see that also on the page where you introduce um, your your colleagues because they all have pictures up of themselves engaged in an outside of work activity. You don't see them in a corporate setting sitting at their computers, but it really gives you a sense of the personality and interest of, of each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, that's a big um, difference in, in our philosophy than to other companies because we um, are the, we have the opinion to put the people in the middle or in the focus uh, and not the resource of uh, not the human resource. I think I also think that this this word human resources is not um, we have to change it. I think so. We have put the people in the focus. And we are the opinion if our people are feeling well, then also our clients are feeling well. And also there is a trend, a big trend, uh, which also the the European Union identified. Um, The requirements from especially the young people, the young employees have changed dramatically. There is a increase in in work-life balance they want to have more work-life balance the the new the new status symbol for them is is isn't only the the salary or the pay uh it's more the time or more the leisure time so everybody or every company has to react on that and there is another very interesting fact according to a study from the european union or even Eurofound, um, in Austria, people want to work in average 31 hours per week. The reality is that in Austria, uh, we are working, including the overtime hours, about 41 hours per week. So 
there is a big difference in what the people want and in what the companies are still offering, uh, except our company. Um, and I think that's the way of the future. We have to accept these new requirements according work-life balance. Um, and we have to change our philosophy. We have to put the people in the focus. Absolutely. And um, I think that's also something that uh, a lot of um, employers or CEOs or HR directors feel that this is coming as a requirement from candidates or current employees. But there's still a big blockage of taking that next step. So mm -hmm. you see that there's still, even in the uh, initiatives that they propose, there may be a lot of, of this control element or fear element that if I really offer this uh, great freedom or flexibility to my uh, employees, that the profits are going to go down, we're going to lose customers. So obviously this is something that you didn't have this blockage yeah. or or did you have it and how did you overcome or or how was the kind of a little bit behind the scenes of re-engineering this this working time um first of all i can give you some examples what is happening now at our company i think this is this is a very interesting fact um because uh we are also at the beginning as we started mm -hmm. to think about uh the 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 reduction of working hours we also had the same fear. Okay. We had a uh, fear of, of losing clients, uh, of um, loss of profits and so on. Um, we had the same problems or the same thinking, uh, but then we changed it and we didn't only think about what, uh, what are the negative aspects. We tried to think of the positive effects. And now what is happening, um, People are coming to us. They are telling they want to work at eMagnetics. Um, so now we are able to get enough employees. That's very important for us, yeah. Because we are uh, our markets. Uh, there are uh, big problems with skills uh, shortages. And earlier, about two years ago, we had about 10 applications per job offer. And now we are getting about 100 in one month. Um, and m uh, most of them are very high qualified persons, people are really talents. Um, another example, in the last 12 months, we got two, uh, 10 new employees. Uh, for most of them, were the reduced working hours was the, the, the crucial factor or the most important argument. And... These new employees, they are very high qualified. They have know-how, which we didn't have in our company. They introduced new products. They introduced new, new units. So we were able to offer a higher quality to our clients. Uh, we are able to um, develop our, our clients. So this is very interesting for us. And... Um, the monetary aspect, I can tell you, 2018, we will have an increase in our sales of about, uh, I think, nearly 40%. Wow. So uh, this isn't um, 
I don't know how should I tell it. This isn't a sacrifice. Yeah. Yes, because we are working less this year, but we have an unbelievable, unbelievable increase in our sales, and we can have this increase because we have enough people now. We have enough employees. We get enough uh, um, job applications, and especially we get the best people in the market. So we can develop and other agencies, uh, other companies in our in our market, they have big problems to get to get people to get employees. And even um, there are some employees which are coming from the other companies. Mm. But do you think that perhaps it's also clients or potential clients who are looking for um, a digital marketing agency to help them with their web presence? Do you think that they would, they also are attracted to to you as a service provider because they identify with your uh, management philosophy? Um, we have heard uh, from a Finnish company that uh, it was an IT company, and even though customers accept, expected from them a twenty-four hours, um, a twenty-four-seven. Uh, service, you know, if the server breaks down, whatever, and there the management took a decision that no, we will not offer this and they lost some customers but then more customers were attracted back to this company because of this so did you have sort this kind of feedback from potential clients or clients that they they thought, yes, this is a, a company I wholeheartedly would like to work with because of the way they work with their employees? Yes, of course, because uh, our empl- uh, our clients, they understand uh, when we get enough employees and we, when we get the best employees in the market, um, this is uh, also a win situation for the clients because they get a better quality and we can offer them enough um, resources. So uh, this is something that our clients understand and I have to say we uh, haven't lost any clients, mm. e- not even one client because of our our big change. Um, we also reduced our um, availability, for example, our telephone hours. Um, they end at 2 o'clock uh, p.m. So um, this, was once, uh, this was one thing we were afraid of. We were afraid of because we didn't know how our clients uh, will react on it. And now, nearly one year after this change of our telephone hours, uh, I can say nothing happened. There weren't any clients which which said uh, this is a problem for them because our employees can flexible arrange uh, telephone hours, uh, yeah, which they want later or earlier. So. Um, all in all, I can say our clients are understanding what we are doing. And and I, I was also wondering about one specific aspect of, of your new working regime, because you work in the knowledge economy, you work with technology, so digital tools like email and communication and, and chat platforms um, are, of course, on all the time. So how does this then work in practice? Because, you know, there are new initiatives coming from a number of member states about 
introducing legislation for the right to disconnect, allowing uh, or, or almost obliging employers to take into consideration the off time of the employees of weekends and evenings or some companies like uh, Daimler or, or Volkswagen, they switch off the server, the email server at a certain time. So how do you manage this digital creep? Uh, is it the employees who uh, are disciplined to, <laughs> to say this is now my time off or, or how, how do you manage that in practice? Yes. Uh... A very important question because I think it is very, very important so that there is a, a, a clear border between the job and the private life or the leisure time. And through emails or, or handy smartphones, it's a danger that there is no border anymore because we had it in, in, in the past. Um, there were employees which were on holiday or uh, at the weekend. Uh, I thought that they were uh, writing emails or checking emails. And this is something we don't want that they do. And I think um, it's a main task for companies also in the future. And you uh, um, brought some examples now from uh, uh, big companies. Um, that we have to take care of this. We have to take care that the employees, that the people um, really have a border between job and leisure time because um, they have, they should have a real uh, leisure time, which isn't disturbed through phone calls, through mails and so on. So they really can relax and yeah, enjoy their free time. So I think it's a main job it's a main task for the future of every company to check this and not only say uh, um, yeah it's 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 on the employees what they are doing so we have to take care of this of this border yeah I mean there is uh, it, it's it's very interesting and I, I wonder in, in uh, partially wonder whether this is also because um, you are based in Austria, which is mm. a very socially aware, conscious country. I mean, with a very strong welfare state heritage. You're also a small company where this is your company. So a little bit of the, uh, not a family business, but, but, but y you have ownership of this because we see other tendencies, um, for example, now in the UK, where unions and employers are discussing whether commuting time should be considered as working time. So it, kind of doing the opposite to you and say, well, our employees are already checking their emails on the train uh, to work or back home. They spend an hour on the train. So why don't we count that? So it's, it's, it's employees or employers getting extra unpaid working time out of employees actually due to these technologies and it's very much the opposite of the of your philosophy and it's interesting to see on a on a global map you know in terms of the country or the culture the working norms yes um but i think uh, as you as you said the commuting time um i think this is very individual from company to company um in our company they have the people um they have very less commuting time 
uh, for example. So I think um, there are some facts which are very individual to every company. So everybody, uh, the employers have to bring some individual changes or, or um, solutions. Mm-hmm. solutions, yes, uh, exactly, um, which are okay for their employees. But at our, at our company, uh, I'm, I'm no fan of, of home office, for example. Yeah, that was what, uh, that was, was supposed to, that was my next question. Okay. Because yeah. I was very interested when you, when you said that at that event where I heard you speak. And I wanted to tease that out of, uh, of, of this point of view because, you know, flexible working hours and teleworking are kind of the two um, template solutions for work-life balance. And you're quite clear on that, that you're not a fan of home yes. office. And I wanted to ask you to explain that a little bit. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's, at our company, there is no home office in general. Um, because we don't want this, uh, and as I said before, because there won't be any border between shop mm-hmm. and private life anymore. So our people haven't the chance to relax. They will check their mails at night, uh, or even if they have some um, some new ideas for a company, they will go at Sunday at 12 o'clock um, to the computer and do some work, or in the evening they do some work. They all the time, their heads are is thinking about the job. There is no border um, between job and private life anymore, and so we have a clear, a clear way. We don't have any home office. We really want that the people enjoy their leisure time and relax. And when they come back to work, they can focus on their work. And yes, in the other time, they have the leisure time. And um, I've made this experience for myself because at the beginning of our, uh, as we started with the company, I also made some uh, days with home office, uh, I think over over one year. And so I made the same experience. And so I know what what this could mean or what this could mean for a longer time. Um, Most of the people think if they are doing once uh, home office, that's no problem. But I think the problem is when this home office is working for a longer time, for some months, for some years, then there will come the effect of no border between uh, um, private life and and job. So I think that's a, a big problem also because of the new technology. So there has to be a clear way and a clear a clear way of the company. Mm-hmm. regarding home office, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also, I think you have made such a big concession already with the, this 10-hour uh, reduction. Actually, one of the mm. headlines where you were in, featured in, in Austrian press said that you reinvest your profit into yes. the time of the employees. So I can understand that at some point you also say, we give you all this leisure time, uh, but then... Uh, our culture, our rules are also that you come to work at our office and you are, you know, as productive as possible. Mm. Um, so I think it's mainly a challenge or a problem for employers where they don't have this. Uh, for sure. Yeah, and, uh, but they, so there's a lot of working hours and 
creeping into the home office, as you say. So I, I fully understand your yes. your approach because you've already invested so much where you can say, okay, and now the boundaries are here. Yes, and one uh, very important aspect of home office is uh, the social aspect uh, because if people are sitting at home and doing the work uh, at home, we are losing uh, the social aspect. There, our team will, uh, our teamwork won't be um, so good when people are doing homework. And this is our experience, the social aspect for employees or for our employees is a very important one. They want to talk, they want to uh, meet the other people um, and don't, they wa don't want to uh, write emails to them. They want to talk to them face to face. Mm -hmm. Also in 2018 and also uh, uh, um, regarding the new technologies yeah it's the collaboration aspect right it's mm. it's 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 you're in a very creative field in a very fast changing field yeah. so you need this collaborative aspect that is perhaps best expressed uh, exactly there. exactly yes great so uh before we go to the last question may i ask you klaus to share with listeners um, where they can learn more about uh, your company, your management style, and also this uh, new working time regime? What would be the best way for them to find you? Uh, yes, if someone want, uh, wants to get in contact with me or with our company, um, the easiest way is uh, at our website at www.emagnetics.at or at Facebook, we are at Facebook, or I am at LinkedIn, Xing, and so on. So these are the easiest ways to, to get in contact with me or with our company. Perfect. So uh, now coming to the last question, which is always the same here on the Work Life Hub podcast. Mm -hmm. If I could ask you, Klaus, to give one advice based on your experience to other um, senior leaders, managers, CEOs, about your take on work-life balance, what would be your advice to them? My advice, um, or what is what I learned from the past, from our new philosophy, is um, nobody should have fear to try something new. And I think it is important when someone is trying uh, something very new, um, focus on the positive aspects at the first moment, not on the negative aspects. Um, trying to think what is possible through the new new change. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And I think the best advice, I've read a statement of Richard Branson, uh, and I think that's, that's the best advice I can give everybody out there, uh, every uh, employer. Um, Richard Branson said, uh, if you take care of your employees, they will take care of your clients. And I think that's the best of advice uh, also for the future. And I think it's especially the young generation is thinking different and they expect that the company is taking care of them and treating them as a uh, treating them in a, in a right manner. Absolutely. And looking back now on your um, first as an experiment, but now the new working time regime, mm. did it deliver what you were hoping or did it deliver even more than you were hoping for? 
At the moment, I have to say it's delivering even more than I hoped. Um, it really works well. Uh, I think it works well because we, um, over, I think, two years ago, we started thinking about this uh, new working time model. So we prepare it, uh, prepare it over two years. Mm. And that was very important. And we prepared it um, with our employees together. Mm-hmm. So at the moment it works really well, um, but I'm I'm sure there will be some. How should I call it? There bumps, will be some bumps in the road. Yes, exactly. There will be some some bumps or some some challenges coming to us uh, because it's it's a, a, a new model. Nobody uh, else tried it in, in Austria before. So there will be some challenges. But what I have seen in the last months, in the last 12 months, um, I think there is much more potential uh, than problems for a company through a change uh, like we did. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Klaus. I really, really appreciate that you took the time to join me on this podcast conversation and and i have been very inspired and taken away a lot of learning and i'm sure our listener did uh, as well yeah thank you very much and once again thank you for the invitation and i hope um every listener can take something out of of this and try it at their own company